Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. Please either text me, call me, send me a DM. I will try to respond as promptly as possible, and I feel like that is one of the things I do best. Um, I keep up with all of my messages. I have my email at inbox zero, which means that any email that hasn't been acted on uh, immediately gets acted on uh, as soon as I'm able to sit in front of a computer, and then it gets either deleted or it gets filed away. Um, And so if you guys reach out to me, you will hear back from me if I receive that correspondence. Now, if you email me and you don't hear back from me, it means I didn't get the email, it went into my spam. So just be aware of that. And if you love the show, if you like the show, if you hate the show, whatever, um, please go ahead and leave a five-star rating in the Apple Podcast app, which most of you guys use. If you're using Spotify, same thing. Um, And leave a short little review. You gotta scroll down from the show's main page to find where to do that in Apple. Uh, but I would appreciate if you guys could just take a moment to do that and, and make sure you subscribe as well so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today, we're going to be talking about the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats for the month of October that they just released here in mid-November uh, because obviously we need to stay on track and stay on top of what is happening in this ever-evolving market. It's a, a lot of things that are happening to us. And we, we just need to, to stay on top of it and to make sure that we know, is it a seller's market still? Is it a buyer's market? Is it a neutral market? What are all the market dynamics that are happening? And so the GGAR just released their statistics, and it's worthwhile for us to go over these as we do pretty much every month. So let's start right at the top with new listings. Um, these are the, the count of properties that have been newly listed on the market in a given month. Uh, now, again, this is the Greater Greenville Association, so this includes Greenville County. This will include some listings that are in uh, neighboring counties, such as Spartanburg, such as Pickens, such as Anderson County. So a lot of those counties end up getting uh, properties listed in the Greenville MLS, even though they're in non-Greenville counties. So that's just something to keep in mind as you're hearing these stats. Um, and that's the case for any, pretty much any time that I'm, I'm going over stats related to uh, the market in this area, because Greenville itself is a relatively small market. Um, new listings were down year on year, down 1.7% versus October of 2021. Um, they were also down uh, month on month, no surprise there. Year on year, they went down. That's also no surprise. That's happening nationwide. What's happening is uh, fewer people are now able to move. So fewer people are listing their homes than in uh, the year past. They're, they're no longer able to move because they can no longer afford to move. Um, they have a nice, cushy 3 to 3.5% interest rate. Those people aren't going to move for a long time. We're going to see... My, my gut feeling is that we're going to see new listings really go down for quite some time. Um, it, it's, there is going to be a major 
shift that happens in the next few years until these mortgage rates kind of come back down from their six and a half to seven percent range that they have kind of been hovering at the past few weeks. Um, we're going to need those rates to come down into the fives or the fours um, in order for these people that have locked in rates in the twos and threes to really start to consider moving. That's what I think. And so as a result, new listings, um, which just now finally started to go down from a year-on-year basis, um, I think that that's going to be uh, the trend at some point here in the very near future that, that that's just going to be the norm, that we're going to see fewer and fewer listings um, at, both as a result of rates, um, people being locked into lower rates, also as a result of people not being able to afford moving because of the higher rates, um, and just a variety of other things. Um, pending sales, um, if you guys listen to this every month, or, or hopefully every week, but if, if you listen to the show every time that I talk about uh, the market stats, you know that the pending sales for the previous month are not going to be accurate, so I'm not even going to cover that. Um, I am going to look at two months ago, which was the month of September, and pending sales, which are account of properties on which offers have been accepted in a given month, those went down 20% year-on-year for the month of September. Um, So that's a huge number, absolutely gigantic number, Um, fewer properties going under contract, than we've had in a long time. In fact, um, that is the, even the number, which was 1,178 that went under contract, that was our lowest number since December of 2021. Um, And December is usually one of the slowest, if not the slowest month of the year, Um, whereas September is usually nowhere near the slowest month of the year. So for September to be comparable to September of this year to be comparable to December of last year, that that tells you where we're going. The market is cooling down. There are fewer homes going under contract. So now um, we have experienced almost, we are almost at 12 straight months of pending sales being down year on year. Um, The month of November of 2021 was up 13.3% year on year. So once we get the, the market stats next month, That will be from December of 2021 through November of 2022. Um, We will very much expect that pending sales for the entire 12 months, uh, basically the entire past 12 months that these stats apply to will be in the negatives year on year. Uh, But that negative 20% for the month of September, that was the lowest year on year that we've seen. It was also a very big month on month drop off as well. Um, and so this is what we expect. Um, we expect sales to go down and, uh, and they have, and then that directly impacted closed sales, which were down for the month of October. Now, remember your pending sales in August and September then become closed sales in the month of October. And this metric tends to be more accurate. Um, than the pending sales one for the most recent month, which is October. Um, they were down 13.9% year on year. We, we saw uh, October of 2021 was 1,423 closed sales, and that went down to 1,225 closed sales for October of 2022. Um, now it bears 
mentioning that uh, that is still historically a pretty high number for the month of October. So demand hasn't completely fallen off the cliff, um, but but it may. <laughs> let's let's just be completely honest. It very well could fall off the cliff with uh, rates doing what they're doing, with what the Fed's doing, what the Fed is doing, um, with potential recession looming, all these things happening. It very well, we very well could see closed sales like completely fall off the cliff. Um, but for now, even though it's weaker than what we've seen in previous months and previous years, it's historically still very strong demand. Um, and that should come as no surprise. Greenville is going to outperform a lot of markets because Greenville is a trendy market right now. Um, now, here's where we start to see some big increases. Days on market until sale. This is the average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month. That went up. This is the, the largest increase that we've seen in a very, very long time. That went up 52.4% for the month of October. So we went from October of last year was 21 days on market until sale, which was insane. An insanely low number that was never sustainable. Um, that was right near the bottom of, of where the Greenville market bottomed out. It, it actually bottomed out at 18, um, which was earlier this year. Uh, but 21 was hovering right around that, that bottomed out number. We're all the way up to, for the month of October 2022, at 32 days. And we are going to see this number. So it went from uh, 18 in June to 19 days on market in July to 21 in August all the way up to 27 in September, and then another big jump to 32 in October. I think we're going to continue to see these big jumps as these months go on, because now we're seeing all this inventory now that's just sitting on the market. And so once those homes start to sell that have been sitting for, uh, you know, maybe four, five, six months, which we're, we're starting to see this now, this, this has not existed for a long time, uh, homes that have been sitting on the market for uh, four, five, six months. Well, once a few of those start to sell, that's going to really skew this average days on market until sale. Um, and so right now that number is at 32. I'd love to see the median for this number. Um, I feel like that would probably be better than the average, but um, for whatever reason they use the average. Um, so we have to compare it historically. Um, and so I, I suspect that we are going to see this number very quickly get into the 40s and probably very quickly thereafter get into the 50s. And once we get in that range, we'll be back into pre-pandemic uh, numbers when it comes to days on market until sale. So sellers just need to be prepared. Um, most sellers are not seeing their homes go under contract right away. And, you know, the ideal is to is still to go under contract within the first few weeks that you list a house. Um, but for a lot of people, that's just not happening right now. Median sales price. This is obviously one of the most looked at numbers in all of this because this kind of tells us what direction the market is going in. Um, we had a lot of months where the median sales price, um, which is basically, it, it's what we use in terms of the average, right? It's, it's basically the, the most accurate way to 
look at the market and say, what does the average home cost in the greater Greenville area? If we use the average, it's so heavily weighted by the homes that sell for two, three, four million dollars. So we use the median, which just takes the middle number in the entire set of numbers. Um, and so this kind of tells us what direction the market is going in. Uh, the standard year-on-year price increases for Greenville, you would typically see three to six percent appreciation, or or three. I shouldn't say appreciation because the the increase of median sales price isn't necessarily appreciation. It's just marking. It's it's just telling us how much more expensive the market is year on year. Right? It's not exactly the same, but it does somewhat give you an idea of appreciation as well. So they're not the same, but they're kind of like first cousins, if that makes any sense. All right. So typically we had seen this number in, you know, pre-pandemic around like three to 6% per year. During the pandemic, that number consistently stayed between 15 to 20%. That continued into this year, even though I would say we're kind of post-pandemic, at least the past half year, uh, or endemic, if you want to call it that, um, the market really has not been impacted in any direct way by, uh, by COVID the past six months from my perspective. Um, but those numbers have still been in the 15 to 20% increase year on year in terms of the, the median sales price. Well, we finally saw it for the month of October go back into single digits. Year on year, it was up 9.8%. So October of 2021, the uh, median sales price was $275,000. And that went up to 300. dollars Uh-oh. Siri uh, on my Apple Watch decided to, uh, to say something. So... Apologize for that if you heard that. Um, but October's median sales price was three hundred two thousand, uh, a nine point eight percent increase year on year. Now, if you remember, September of twenty twenty two was three hundred fifteen thousand dollars. So that's a a pretty decent month on month decline to go from three hundred fifteen to three hundred two thousand. But I will remind you guys what I have said in the past which is that the seasonal aspect of real estate means that we should expect these numbers to come down month on month to end the year. And what I'm looking for is, loosely speaking, to see if, if the median sales price at some point here in the next, let's call it four to five months, drops, be, well, maybe less than that, three to four months maybe, drops below 285,000 at that point then i feel pretty certain that we are seeing an actual depreciative market an actual market where housing is non-seasonally cheaper um than it was in previous months and in p- potentially previous years we have to we have to monitor the year on year um, but the month-on-month decrease, we'll see that probably before the year-on-year uh, numbers become apparent, whether we're in a depreciative market. And again, 
it's not one to one. It's not apples to apples that if prices on these median numbers go down, that that means home prices are depreciating. Because you have to remember, part of what goes into all of this um, is just what homes are being listed. So it could be that just cheaper homes are hitting the market than in the past for one reason or another. But it's close enough. Um, this, this metric is tied closely enough, like I said before, to appreciation that I think we can say if, if we see these numbers get below 285000 at that point, I'm going to feel pretty confident to say that the market has shifted to the point where prices in Greenville are going down. And in some markets, we're already seeing this, in a lot of markets, actually. Um, Greenville is a pretty stable market. So it wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't happen here, but it also wouldn't surprise me if it does because I'm seeing this in a lot of other markets nationwide. So we'll have to keep, uh, keep track with that. I'm going to skip over the average sales price uh, because the median is more accurate. The percent of list price received. Uh, that's the next metric on here. That's the percentage found when dividing a property sales price by its most recent list price then taking the average for all properties sold in a given month, not accounting for seller concessions. And you'll remember that last month, there was a really massive decrease, um, both year on year and month on month. In September of 2022, it went down to 98.8%. So the average home that sold, sold for 98.8% of what it was listed for, even after price reductions. Um, that was a big decrease compared to the year before, which was over 100.4%. In other words, people were getting more than what their home was listed for. Um, October went down to 98.7%, which is a 1.1% year-on-year decrease, but only a 0.1% month-on-month decrease. Um, and I would say that that's, that's good. Um, generally speaking, uh, Pre-pandemic, we saw this number kind of hover in the 98% range. I think it's good if it keeps kind of coming down toward that 98% number without being too shocking. Um, I, I don't like when we see it go from August of this year, which was 99.6%, to then September, which was 98.8%, almost a 1% decrease month on one, month on month, um, technically a 0.8% decrease, but you get the point. That is a system shock to people that are selling. All of a sudden, they have to adjust on the fly. Okay, I'm not going to get near what I have my property listed for, even though all of my neighbors got what they had it listed for or maybe more. Um, it's good if this number gradually comes down and it, and it will continue to come down. 98.7% is not the bottom. I don't know what the bottom is, but I suspect um, for sure it will be at least 98%. And it would not shock me at all if it went into the mid-97s um, just based on where the market is going. It wouldn't shock me if it even went lower than that. Um, so much depends on what happens in Ukraine. Um, you know, if China invades Taiwan, uh, that could be catastrophic. Um, what continues to happen just with regard to supply chain issues just and 
mortgage rates, all of these different things, inflation, all of these different things uh, are connected to the real estate market. And so we have to monitor all of them closely to really understand what's going to happen. And right now, I do monitor those things and I don't have a lay on, on the land yet as far as where the bottom is or where the top is on some of these numbers. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but the housing affordability index, uh, which has steadily gone down now for several years, popped back up from September of 2022, which was 75. Um, it popped back up to 78 for October, which is the highest that it's been since April of this year. Um, and so the long story short is that housing, even with the increase in interest rates, is a little bit more affordable than it has been for several months. So the Housing Affordability Index, um, it measures, I'm just reading this straight off the page, it measures housing affordability for the region. For example, an index of 120 means the median household income is 120% of what is necessary to qualify for the median priced home under prevailing interest rates. A higher number means greater affordability. So that's pretty interesting because mortgage rates have gone up so dramatically the past few weeks. But even when you factor that in, there's been enough of a shift in pricing that the housing affordability index, and, and perhaps also uh, this is looking at median household income, and I, I don't track that very closely, but perhaps median household income has gone up a little bit lately. Uh, but long story short, people are able to afford a little bit more housing than they have earlier in the year, but that's still a very low number. Like ideally that number is 100 or above um, because right now the median household can't afford the median priced home um, and by quite a large number, but it's moving in the right direction. We'll see if it continues to do so. Inventory of homes for sale. This is the first time that we have seen out of, out of all of these numbers, let me say this a different way. Out of all of the numbers that I'm looking at here, this is the number that looks most similar to pre-pandemic. So the inventory of homes for sale went up 94.3% year on year, October of last year. Insane, 94, almost double what it was last year. Last year it was 2,087 homes for sale. And this is the number of properties for sale and active status at the end of a given month. So it was 2,087 last year. In, uh, at the end of the month of October, and it was 4,054 uh, at the end of October of this year. That is a massive, massive increase, and now we are at levels of inventory that are very, very comparable to pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, we hovered right around 4,000. So here's where we are right now. That's that's basically exactly where we are right now, um, and so. That is kind of our first indicator. This is the, or maybe let's say this, this is the first domino to fall of us saying, okay, the market has gone back to those levels. Now, could we see it go even higher? That's when we're going to, that's, that's when things are going to start getting interesting. So demand is still higher. So we have supply that is um, at pre-pandemic levels, but, but demand is actually uh, based on how I'm seeing everything, still higher than pre-pandemic levels in the in the Greenville area. So, um, 
month's supply of inventory still isn't exactly comparable to what it was back then. Um, but if this number keeps going up, if we see inventory uh, breach the $5,000 range, uh, sorry, the 5,000 uh, home range, then that will start to be an indicator, okay, this market is flipping quite a bit. The last time uh, inventory was in the 6,000 home range, we were in a buyer's market. Um, now, it, again, with demand being what it is, it might need to go a little bit higher than that uh, in order to offset the, the increased demand. Um, but suffice it to say, if we hit 6,000 uh, homes on market at the end of the month, 6,000 uh, inventory of homes for sale, um, it would feel like a buyer's market dramatically compared to what we have seen in other months um, and, and in other years. Month supply of inventory, um, if you'll remember, this is tied to the pending sales number, which for the previous month is not very accurate. Um, so this is the inventory of homes for sale at the end of a given month divided by the average monthly pending sales from the last 12 months. Um, so I'm not going to look at October, but we're going to look at the trend from the past several months. Um, in May, we were at, well, actually, let's go back to when it bottomed out at one month in March. It was at exactly one month of inventory, which is insane. April, it went to 1.1. May, 1.3. June jumped up a half a point to 1.8, July 2.1, August 2.3, September 2.5. So we've now seen a, a pretty steady the past several months it go up by 0.2 or 0.3 um, months. And so I suspect that that will simply continue. Um, of course, uh, I think I discussed this before, uh, we will see a jump in this number uh, sooner than later because what happened is pending sales for uh the the month of sorry for the year of 2021 were very high and so um those have all been down as we already discussed for uh 2022 and so once we get the 2021 once once that number the month's inventory is only dividing by the pending sales for the year of 2022 um, my hunch is that that number is going to really jump up because the pending sales for the year 2022 were so much lower. So once we purge out the, the year 2021, we're going to see month supply of inventory go. It's currently 2.5. Um, it will for sure go into the threes. And I it would not be shocked at all if it uh, jumps up into uh, into the fours. That would not surprise me at all. What that means historically, um, well, three and a half to four and a half months supply. That was basically what we saw pre-pandemic. Um, and so uh, obviously we'll continue to monitor that and to see what happens with that. So obviously we're seeing a lot of shifts right now. Um, buyers have way more homes at their disposal. 4,000 homes now. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. That just the month of March and, and February of this year, that it was in the 1,400 range. So we are almost at the point of triple the inventory of what buyers had in the past winter. Going into this winter, they for sure will have triple 
and maybe close to quadruple what they had um, in the winter of uh, of this past year. So if you're looking to buy, there are some opportunities out there. And I'm starting to see my business shift already in a way where it's less the retail buyer getting on board and, and looking to, to buy and more the investors looking at opportunities that are out there. There are some investing opportunities that there haven't been now for several years. And so my business right now has really shifted to investors and, and their interests. Um, retail buyers, are a lot of them are in wait and see mode. They're, they're trying to figure out what's, what's going to keep happening. Um, is the market going to really recede? And, um, and what's going to happen with, with mortgage rates at the end of the day? Um, I always say don't time the market. I'm not a big fan of doing that. So we don't know what the market's going to do. We don't know when it's going to bottom out. We don't know if prices are going to go down. Um, It might be interesting to wait until the end of this year into January of next year to kind of see if the uh, median price point falls below seasonal averages. Um, But outside of that, I think that people need to be focused. If if you're looking to purchase and if you're if you're looking to move, you, you would be better served to see if there's actually a house that comes on the market that you can afford that you actually like, because that's the hardest thing right now uh, for a lot of people is just finding what they want in a at a price point that they can afford. Um, and if you find that then great. If you don't find it, then maybe wait it out and see, hey, is the market going to correct to a point where now I can afford these things? At the very least, you have more options than you've had in a very, very long time. Um, 4,000 plus homes uh, to look at and potentially make offers on. That is great if you're a buyer. I'm going to look right now to see in uh, the multiple listing service, what, as of me recording this, in the residential category, what is active? Um, interestingly, right now, it's at 3,049 active. And that includes, oh, sorry, hold on. I need to correct a few things. All right, I have corrected those things. Um, 3,283, that includes single family homes, condos, mobile homes, modulars. Um, and mixed use properties. Um, so it's actually uh, it's actually a bit lower. And so this may be an indicator that the month of November that the new listings are going to go way down. And and this is kind of what I expect to a certain extent. Um, I what happens in any market is buyers and sellers they adjust and they changed their habits. And so it would not shock me at all if sellers decide not to sell and thereby new listings go down. I already said I expect them to go down uh, really for the foreseeable future. It's really just, I mean, if it went down from 4,000 to 3,000 inventory while demand is going down as much as it is, then that would be an indicator that new listings are going way, way, way down. Um, that would be a bit of a surprise to me. 
but we'll have to keep keep track of that and keep seeing what the market is doing right now if you're selling um it it's it's still a good market to sell in it's not a bad market to sell in um because remember we're talking about pre-pandemic pre-pandemic that was still a seller's market it just wasn't a crazy insane seller's market so don't forget that um if you're looking to buy it's still not a buyer's market so don't mistake it for that um but it is a much more comfortable market than you've had in a long time you can now go out on a weekend and look at multiple properties that have listed over the past few weeks um and then take a second look at them and then maybe make an offer that isn't for full price and you're not going to immediately lose out on a gazillion houses like was the case earlier this year um so all of that said um i would love to hear from you guys if any of you have any real estate needs that you'd like to be covered buying selling anything like that. Um, I'm your guy and all my contact information is in the show notes. If you need to reach out to me for any of that type of stuff, please subscribe to the show. If you're using an app that allows you to leave a rating or a review such as Apple podcasts, please do that. And we'll talk again next time. 